What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our 12 p.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Love Quest. This is your first time. It is not an accident that you are here. Trust me, God has a word for every last one of you. Um, and it was, the first service was really good. It was really good. And I just believe this service is going to be way better. I got any excited people in here? All right. Just so you know, you have permission to act a fool in Jesus' name, not in demons' names, but in Jesus' name. You got permission to shout, respond. You got permission to clap. You got permission to laugh. You even have permission to sleep. But I warn you, if you fall asleep, you will get my attention. We are working on our sleep cams, which will film you doing service. And at the end of service, we, our media team will quickly put together a, a, a little highlight thing just to show you yourself. Because everybody gets woke at the end. Everybody's excited at the end of service. But in Jesus' name, we're going to have a good time. Um, Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for gathering us together um, for such a time as this. Lord, we do not take it lightly to be in your house. So as you have invited us into your house, we ask that we get out of your house everything you have for us today. Thank you that our ears are open, our eyes are open, our hearts are willing. And I thank you, Father, that we can be present and take our minds off of the busyness of our plans and put our minds on the heart of your plan, your purpose, your promise for us. So, Lord God, we ask in the most humble way to just wreck our lives today. Breakthrough today. Wow us today. I thank you, the Lord of the breakthrough, Jehovah Belperazim, will shatter every bit of worry and fear and anxiety. And today will be marked as a day of breakthrough. A day of Get my joy back. A day of being re-energized. A day of getting my hope back. And uh, we come against the spirit of error. And I yield to you, Holy Spirit, that everything that comes out of my, my mouth, well, my house too, represents the heart of God. All we are after today is spirit and truth. And we thank you. We thank you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Won't you do me a favor real quick and won't you just have a laugh? Just laugh. Amen. There we go. Just laugh. Absolutely. Just laugh. So we started a series a few weeks ago and it was what? It was called the Power Rangers and it is going to probably take us through the end of this year and it is 
it's probably, I don't know, I'd have like 15 Power Rangers from, we started off, anybody remember the first Power Ranger? The Power of the Word. If you have not heard it, you need to go download the app, go to Spotify, whatever you need to get the Word. Trust me, you need to get the Word. The Power of the Word, then we talked about like the, the power of our tongue, and then we talked about the power of tongues, our heavenly prayer language. That was last week, and then I was like, man, I, I think it's time to talk about the power of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and we're going to deal with some of that tonight, but we're going to deal with it from the, the standpoint of introducing you to the person of the Holy Spirit, not the works of the Holy Spirit. We know God, we know Jesus, we know the Holy Spirit um, because of what they do, but they are people. We don't just use God for what he can do for us. He has... He provides an amazing relationship that nobody in this room could provide for you. Nobody. Everybody you are sitting next to will disappoint you. The Lord never will. The only reason the Lord disappoints you is because you're not aligned with his will. And you're mad he's not doing what you want him to do, when you want him to do it, and what? How you want him to do it. Let me tell you, he ain't never going to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, where you want to do it, with who you want to do it with. He going to do what he do. Why? Because he's God. And you need him more than he needs you. But here's the trick. He needs you. He has a work for you. Okay? But we ain't going to talk about that this morning or this afternoon. And then I was going to talk about the power of prayer and then no. And today... Yesterday, in prayer, something just radically shook my cage, um, and I think I've settled at, today we're going to talk about the power of the laugh. I know some of y'all are like, what? I didn't come to church to hear about laughing. You need to laugh more. That's exactly why you came to church, because you're constipated. You need to laugh more. Amen. Amen. You take life way too serious. Too serious. Some of y'all came in here looking like a bodybuilder, just serious. <clears throat> No, loosen up. Let me tell you, your joy is not found in career. It's not found in your spouse. It's not found in your kids. Your joy is in the Lord. Period. Point blank. The power of the laugh. And I like to call that stand-up comedy. Because when you truly understand who you are in God, the tricks that the enemy throw at you is very funny. Because would you go and fight somebody you knew you would lose against? Smart man up there. Right? If you knew you were going to lose, you wouldn't stick. But, but the Lord tells us the victory is ours. He's overcome the world. The enemy is under our what? Feet. All I got to do is what? Stand. And so when attack comes, persecution comes, when the pandemic comes, it doesn't matter how it looks, it doesn't matter how it feels, there is a promise for me that on the other side is what? Victory. 
So it has to be stand up. He says, after all you've done, what? Stand. One more time. After all you've done, what should you do? Stand. And then God begins to move. The word begins to move. The promises begin to move. The power of God begins to move. The word begins to work. The songs begin to come to pass. Everything you've been believing for and what God has promised, when you learn how to stand and face the challenge in the face, you will see what God is trying to do in your life was only to set you up to keep what he got for you ain't no reason to be whining over not having your way the reason it's taking so long is because you're still whining you're throwing fits and you're not learning through the process Jesus just didn't die Jesus had to live he had to be betrayed he had to walk out prophecy He could not go to that cross until what the word said he was going to do on earth, he fulfilled. Guess what? You're not just going to get what God promised you right away. There's a lot of things that God has promised, some things you won't like and some things you will. But the stuff you don't like and the stuff that you do like is still all a part of the promise. Say process. Say I need to laugh a little bit more. Look at your neighbor and say, you ugly when you don't laugh. Won't you go back and look at him again and say, super ugly. <laughs> Do you know how much energy it takes not to laugh? I shared this morning, you ever had that person mad at you and you like, ah, I know I kind of messed up or I'm not as mad as you, so let me try and make you laugh. And they, they try to fight the laugh. They don't want to like me play too much. You see the facial muscles working to stay serious. It's a lot of work to stay sad, stay uh, anxious, stay depressed, stay mad at somebody. If the news is disturbing, you turn it off. Because the news ain't the final word. See, I'm excited about 2020. This is going to be the greatest year in our culture. Why? Because it's turnaround. It's turnaround. It's families are being reconciled. People are coming to Jesus. The gospel is spreading in these last four months than it has in the last 40 years. This is exciting times. So what you lost your job, but the loss has been found during this time don't mean to be insensitive but what's more important somebody finding their way back to Jesus or you making a few dollars an hour there's another job but somebody might not have another chance to meet Jesus y'all didn't like that one that much just gonna laugh about it just gonna laugh about it all right whatever leave my job alone Whenever God makes you laugh, what? Get ready. Come on. Whenever God makes you laugh, what? Get ready. I'm not just talking about any laugh. I ain't talking about that laugh that, that where you, that's hiding insecurity. You know, everybody at the club that's drunk, the fun they having is a costume. They ain't really having fun. You can't have fun knowing your livers is shriveling up right now. You, you can't have fun. You smoking weed, but you can't have fun that your lungs got, got THC tar on it. That, that's not really fun. You can't have you having fun while you smoking your little cigarette, knowing that on the box it say, maybe get cancer. <laughs> that's not funny. 
I'm not talking about laugh to cover destruction. I'm talking about God laugh. I'm talking about hope laugh. I'm talking about no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, the, 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 you got to be crazy. You think I'm going to lose. You got to be crazy. You think I'm going to give up. I'm talking about God laughter. I'm talking about count it all joy laughter. Yes. God is too good to not have a laugh. Complaining people are dangerous to hang around. They'll bring you down. Just, okay, I know. How many times you going to say it? No, man, no temporary smiles no more. Man, keep a smile, keep a laugh. I don't care what you're going through. And if you don't know how to laugh, keep laughers around you. Right? What the world is looking for is laughers. They're looking for people with hope. They're looking for people who are not, they, we need a few people that's not focused on darkness. And we need more Christians that don't believe what the world believes and believe what God says it is. Right? We need more Christians to come out the closet and walk in the light and let your light what? Shine. We need more Christians to be bold and, and stand on the truth instead of thinking you're going to miss out on something if you stand up for Jesus. No, 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 no. I'm telling you slowly but surely, if you got your eyes open, the world is starting to go more towards you. Scientists are starting to see, oh, I didn't make this up. It was in the Bible. It's, it's getting, Jesus is getting really popular if you haven't recognized athletes are coming out and, and more people are starting to be bold they're not just saying I like to thank God they starting to say I like to thank Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior it's one thing to say I like to thank God you could be talking about anybody you could be talking about your children you could be talking about your car but when you put Jesus Christ on that thing it's a whole nother vibe. Uh, it just hit different, right? Right, Elder, right? Genesis 18. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. And when the Bible calls you old, you old. And then when the Bible says you're well advanced in years, you really old. It had ceased to be with Sarah as with young women. She was past the age of childbearing. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you are not past the time of what God has promised you. You are not too old. You're not too young. You, didn't, you can't mess up enough to mess up what God has planned for you. God has a catch-up plan. He got a mustard plan. He got a way to turn it around. God got bounce-back power. You are never out the game with God. Say, I'm in this thing. Therefore, Sarah laughed to herself when God came. God came and said, uh, Sarah going to have a child. You guys going to have a child. I know you can't get it up. I know the microwave broke. I know, I know it ain't working for you. But I don't need your thing to work. I'm God Almighty. I am the resurrected king in Jesus' name. Yes, God don't need your help to do what he promised. 
After I become age, shall I have pleasure and delight, my Lord? See what she says. She like, me and Abe can get down one more time. After I become age, shall I have pleasure and delight? My Lord, husband, being old also, don't forget you old too. Be careful for people thinking you can't make it because they think they can't make it. Because they barren, they think you barren. No, 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 you can be barren, but when you come around me, you're going to start being fruitful in Jesus' name. No, what's on me is stronger than what's on you, and hopefully what's on me get on you, and we're going to both walk in fruitfulness. And the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? And I'm like, saying, shall I really bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too hard or too wonderful for the Lord? I don't know who you are, but somebody in here has been thinking that God can't do something. He can't turn your family around. You can't find a job. Whatever it may be, somehow you think God can't help you because you can't help yourself. Because your parents gave up on you. Because the government can't help you. The doctor can't help you. Somehow, might I bid to you that you might have not tried Jesus. And trying Jesus is not going to church. Trying Jesus is walking with Jesus every single day. And look what he says. He says, At the appointed time, when the season for her delivery comes around, I will return to you and Sarah shall have born a son. The season of delivery. I look at the pregnant women. We have a few here. And there, oh, there, there, there's this thing inside their belly, but they also have to pay attention to what's out the belly. And you so focus on what you can't see that you're abandoning the gift that God gave you. You still have to be a mother to the child you do have. You still have to be faithful over the blessings you do have. You can't keep going to God talking about it's birthing season when you've been unfaithful to the birth that already had happened. You have a child, you have a home, you have a job, you have friends, you have a car. Forget living for the next best thing and enjoy and be faithful over what you got. He says, he says, he says, her delivery comes around, I'll return to you. And sometimes it feels like the God that got me pregnant, he can't be found in the process. some of you, some of you, some of you moms. I didn't mean God got you pregnant like Mary. But the Holy Spirit has impregnated you with the promises and desires of God for you. There's ideas you have. God, God gave you that idea for that business or that family, that vision. God has allowed you to be impregnated with, 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 with sons and daughters, hopes and dreams. But 
then you're always falling down heaven for the help. And where is God in this season? And where is God in this process? And why can't I get through this? And why can't I get through that? And poor me, why is this happening to me? It's the same God that told the disciples to go across the sea. And when they got in trouble, they whining and complaining because of a storm. But if God tells you to go across, guess what? He's going to make sure you what? Get across. If God has promised you something, he's going to make sure you end up at the promise. But whatever the process requires, you got to go through. But the only way you can get through it is by counting it all joy. That's a long process to complain until promise show up. That's the children of Israel. 40, 40, 40 years, 40 years because of complaining. Not because God was delaying. You were complaining. And complaining always tweaks perspective. Complaining always blurs vision. Complaining always attracts the spirit of death. Complaining always attracts depression and anxiety. There's nothing good that comes from complaining. Nothing. You may express how you feel, but let me tell you, what you feel ain't got nothing to do with what God did. You got to keep faith people around you. Then Sarah denied it, saying, no, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. You're lying. For she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. God is not going to punish you because of your doubts. Actually, some of your doubt attracts God. Because he, he wants to prove you wrong. He wants to show you how much he loves you and how big he is. He wants to dangerous of doubt it's not about that doubt messes things up it's just what doubt births doubt births quitters doubt births anxiety doubt births bad decision making doubt births hastiness so you move too quick because you doubt that you're going to get another opportunity so you just take Ishmael instead of waiting for Isaac doesn't mind when you have trouble believing in his ridiculous thoughts and promises due to your ridiculous perspective of the odds the insufficiencies or the size of what you see as obstacles see just as ridiculous as you think that God's big promises and plans are for you that's how ridiculous he thinks your doubt is just how crazy you think God is not crazy enough to God. Like he, he had Lazarus dead. He's been dead for four days. He stank. He's like, wow. You really don't believe, huh? Well, just, just get out the way. And, uh, I'm going to be the resurrected king. Hey, Lazarus. God makes you laugh. Get ready. 
God's thoughts and promises have nothing to do with your beliefs, size of your faith, your abilities, or your status. It is totally based on his love for you and his covenant with you. God's promises and plans have nothing to do with how great or how little your faith or belief is. Has nothing to do with your status, who you know. God is not like man. He is not wowed by who you know and what you got. God is not impressed with your relationships. God is not impressed with your bank account. God is not impressed with none of that. Everything that God does flows from his heart for you, period. God does not bless you so you can can want more blessing. God blesses you to show you how much he loves you and hopefully that how how he blesses draws you to him for greater relationship. The size and ridiculousness of his plans and promises speaks to the enormousness of your worth. Say, I'm a big kid. See, God, I mean, God, God you, are, you are worth more than you think. And when you understand how much you are worth to God, you'll stop putting your worth in people. Say, man, I know I'm preaching to y'all, but we got, uh, I'm sorry for the Presbyterian church. He, he's a jealous God. He loves proving people wrong as a form of parading his love. And I'm going to show you, jealous ain't jealous like you be getting jealous when somebody look at your boot. Jealous ain't jealous like you get when when your boo don't call you back when they say you're going to call you back. Jealous ain't jealous like when somebody get blessed and you think you wasn't blessed or somebody taller or shorter or bigger or stronger or got more money. This is not jealous. This is this is ownership of his prized possession. This is a, a, a possessiveness. This is a protectiveness. This is a, a love. This is an affection he has for you. The same as a parent is over their children, jealous. Like, like, like no, nah, like you can't take care of my kid better than I can take care of him. Where you at? Call me when you get there. I want to make sure you're safe. Jealous God means fanatical, zealous, rabid, possessive, protective. Understand this, that God is a fan of you. Oh, I'm going to clap on my, for myself. Clap for myself. God is a fan of you. God is a fan of you. God is always cheering you on. The Bible says he is singing over you. Who are you that God is singing over you? Who are you that God wants to hang out with you? Abide with me. He desires to be with you. You, he is a, he, you are a fan of his. You are a fan. He is a fan of you. You are a fan of his. That's how it should be. I'm a fan of my wife. Stay focused, guys. See, my mind, he, stay right here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. No, 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 for God selected, deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. As I mentioned earlier, some of us crying out for help, but the way you pose yourself is you don't need help, especially men. You you don't ever want nobody to know you need help. So you go to the gym, put on all the muscles so you can look like you helped. 
get their teeth whitened and toothpaste. And you just do everything on the outside to polish yourself up. And on the inside, you are a strong, physical man, weak in your soul. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? with though like another thug like thugs can lean on thugs like how would that look I'm waiting on how I'm waiting on the picture so I can enact it I, I'm down what the spirit says so they stay focused women greet each other. Hey! Y'all do too much. You going to the bathroom? Come on. Why y'all going to the bathroom together? Sleepovers, y'all y'all cuddling with each other, watching the movie. Fellas, we like, nah, bro, you can't only get sit on that couch over there, bro. Put the chips between us, bro. <laughs> nah. If you ever watch two men watching a movie, one leaning this way and the other one leaning this way. <laughs> right? And then if a sad part come on, they straighten and they straighten and they self up or they they start texting. Let me see. I'm told check in with my girl, bro. Check in with my girl. Women, sad part, come on. Because y'all normally sit on the couch with your feet on the couch like this. I can't do that. I got skinny pants on. Can't do that one. You ain't going to catch me on camera. <laughs> Bundled up. No, 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 no. Amen. In Jesus' name. I heard my wife's voice. She like, no, Terrence, that's not a good look, buddy. But you guys cuddle with each other. guys cuddle with each other. Men, we have to walk through life acting like we got it together. There's men in here hurting right now. And you don't think you hurt because you've already fixed in your mind, I'll figure it out. Your example of a real man is Jesus. Jesus wept. Jesus was always available. Jesus went and recruited 12 men they, men give their life to men that's a plot of the enemy to keep men divided because if you keep men divided you keep leaders divided you keep leaders divided it's hard to unite because you got tribes all over the city 
so we don't trust each other. And then our wives, then they're, you, you know, it's nothing like having a, a, a married couple in a church and the husband got a problem with the pastor. That keeps the wife from being able to have a pastor. Because she always got to cuddle you and coddle you and hear you complain about her pastor. Or you insecure of her pastor. And therefore, it creates division. Because you the man. I can do this. No. We need each other. We're leaders of families. We're leaders of cities. We're leaders of nations. Our sons need us. That's why mamas are so many single mamas. I'm going to figure this out. No, 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 no. You chose to sleep with her. You're going to choose to stay with her. You, we need, And we need more men. That's not like, forget that girl. No. She good enough to sleep with she, and have a kid. She good enough to stay with. Work it out, man. You're not there. You don't marry her for her to affirm you. You're there to affirm her. You're there to cover her. She's not there to cover you. So because she's not your mama, don't try to turn her into your mama. You're, not, you're there to be more of a father figure than she's there to be a mama figure. Oh, it's quiet. I thought we were talking about laughing, Pastor. I thought we were talking about laughing. This ain't funny, Pastor. This ain't funny. For he chose what is regarded as insignificant in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent, so that there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence. Men, our families suffer when you're too prideful to be humble. Our children and our wives suffer when you lead your family from pride. They suffer when you don't have a mentor. They suffer when you're unfaithful to Jesus. They suffer when you're unfaithful to giving. There's, they suffer because we're too prideful. I'm not talking about the women. I'm not talking about the children. It's us. Who gives this woman away? I do, sir. I'll take it from here. That's what you told her father. I don't find who gives this man away. <laughs> that wouldn't even sound right. No. A man is to lead his mom and his dad and cleave to his wife. Cleave means never leave. Never leave his wife. Never leave his children. And never take her children from her. Oh, it got real. Know what it you know you know where, where the laughter is in this is that you went you would you went so long without hearing this accountability but what's funny is god loves you so much he said let me sit you down for today and let's expose the devil what he planned for you his plans is being interrupted today his plans is being interrupted today right we need each other Every time we throw an event every time we talk about serving guess who's setting up guess who show up the women Men show up. My bad. Men show up. Okay, brother. Okay. Hey, hey man. 
they show up, but women is always outnumbering the, the men. No, that's why I love, I love seeing the men out at the door. I don't care if you got kinky hair, if you got a comb over, I don't care if you got a cul-de-sac, I don't care what you got. The cul-de-sac is nothing right here. A peninsula, whatever you want to call it. A cul-de-sac, a peninsula, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Get that bishop bomb and weave. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You got us laughing. Amen. Now we can move forward. For it is not from man that we draw our life. Your life does not come from man. Your life comes from the Lord. Next. And this fulfills what is written. If anyone boasts, let him only boast in all that the Lord hath done. Why do I laugh in the midst of in the midst of challenging times? Because I am laughing because of what the Lord has what? Done. It don't matter what the doctors say. At the end of the day, the word has the final say. What? By his stripes, I'm what? Healed. I'm laughing at, the, at what you told me, but I'm also laughing that I got one more option, and that's the word of God. I'm laughing when you hate on me. I'm laughing when you persecute me. Why? Because I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It's nothing like when somebody tell you something you know not true, so laugh about it. I ain't ugly. I ain't broke. I'm not in poverty. I'm not going to not make it. I'm not weak. I'm strong. My insufficiencies make me qualify for his sufficiencies. I stand on the word. I'm laughing because all that the Lord has done and I believe it. I'm laughing in 2020. Shut me down. Tell us we can't go to the building. We was never a building in the first place. We are the church. I don't care if I can't have an altar call up here. The Spirit of God is moving through the pews. Healing can happen in the pews. Don't lock me in my house. All you did was lock me in my prayer chamber. All you did was make me and my family got to get closer. The devil is a funny character. He actually really silly. Sitting here murmuring, complaining, and pouting because things been shut down for three months. You can't shut down a free indeed person. Whom the sun set free is what? Free indeed. Even when it's locked down, I'm what? Free indeed. Put me in the jail cell. I worship. Put me in the lion's den. I roar right back. <laughs> know what you're talking about? Open your mind, set up. Smile. You're constipated. You're constipated. You're too serious. You need some spiritual kombucha. You need a healthy gut. You need a good, you need to switch your culture out and you need a healthy gut culture. For real, you need some, some, uh, 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 what's sauerkraut. You need some, uh, kimchi. You need some spiritual kimchi. Jehovah kimchi rain down in this place. You need a healthy gut culture. Because anytime pressure comes, you lock up. Look at your neighbor and say, loosen up with your constipated self. 
then we see it says Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah said, see, you see what Sarah said? You, so, the, so the baby came, the baby came. God has made me to laugh. And I want you to see this. And all that here will laugh with me. Who made her laugh? God, I'm talking about when God make you laugh. Laughter is supernatural. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to help you today. God made her laugh. And because of what God did in her life, it made other people laugh. I don't know about you, but what God is bringing forth in our lives going to make a whole lot of people laugh and doubt and be like, oh, that's why you went to church. Oh, that's why you sold. That's why you kept pushing. That's why you kept fighting. Oh, <laughs> and I'm going to laugh with you because I never doubted in the first place. I just stood on the word. It don't matter. God had an appointed day and an appointed time, and it said when he come on back, what we going to do? Give birth to the thing. It's birthed in time. It's burst in time. When, when our doubt is from pride and fear, it opposes God's promises. <laughs> it's the people that laugh at you when you walk away. They laugh in your face. You know, the fake people, you know, fake people. They say, they're like, ah, you're so good to see you today, Pastor Derek. And then they go to somebody else. Oh, my God, I wear your Oh, I like your outfit, Pastor Dylan. Wow, where you get them from? Can you see that boy's shoes? <laughs> where he get them from? Them nice, Pastor talking about fake laugh. I'm not talking about covering up pain. I'm not talking about merely just to get by laughter. I'm talking about the supernatural laughter that brings healing to your soul. I hope I have time to finish this. When our doubt is from shock, it obliges God. When, when it's wonder, when it's like Mary, when it's like Ezekiel, he's like, uh, God, you know if these bones can live. When, when it's not out of doubting what God can do, it's more about how he going to do it. You say, I'm going to get pregnant without having sex? Okay, well, I guess you can do it because I sure can't do it. Well, I don't know if these dry bones can live, but I will surrender my tongue to prophesy to these dry bones. It's not my job to make the bones raise. It's my job to be a vessel to speak to the dry bones, and then the Holy Spirit raises the dry bones. Abraham, he goes and he says, uh, uh, Lord says, go sacrifice your son. And he said, okay. Then you see the morning Abraham woke up. He told his boys, he said, me and the lad will be back. We're going to worship. What you mean me and the lad going to be back? Wait, God did, didn't God say he was going to sacrifice him? But, but, but Abraham in Hebrews, it says he must have he imagined that if he was going to kill him, God was going to raise him from the dead. So that would make me laugh if I knew that God was going to raise him from the dead. And when I say laugh, it don't always include teeth. Sometimes there's this inner laughter, like when a baby kicking around, like, like when John started leaping in Elizabeth's womb. 
right? There's this inward thing spiritually that's happened inside of you that you sometimes the inner laughter comes out as tears. You, you ever get happy? You, you see Bernadette sometimes. She looks sad, but she's just so she's just happy. It's no way to explain the joy on the inside except to cry and just maybe throw my hands up. See, I ain't talking about teeth. I'm talking about supernatural laughter, joy, the kind of joy that Jesus left, the peace that Jesus left, that there's something going to be all right, something telling me it's going to be okay. Moves the hand of God. Let me shock plus permission plus surrender taps you into the impossible. It's okay to be in shock at what God says he about to do, but you also have to surrender to the process. You can't be like, okay, got that word today. Somebody prophesy over you. You're like, that's a good word. And you're sitting around waiting for it. No, you got to surrender to the process to make the word come to pass. Me and my family, we still in shock coming from California to Canada. It's people from Canada trying to go to California. And they like, I don't know how many people I met here. Like, why you come here? Y'all spoiled. You don't even know how beautiful this place is. If you had a prophetic ear, you would stay right here. You would understand that this is, this is the David of the world. It's little. It's not yet found its identity. But it's also a, a country of great stewardship. The systems that are in place. The land is properly taken care of. It got all its seasons. And the whole globe is represented here. And it's figured out a way to still have some form of peace with all kinds of people coming from desperate places. It houses refugees. It houses immigrants. It's, it gives space for people from all over the world to have an oppor- a real opportunity. Oh, don't, 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 trust me that this country and specifically this city, one of the greatest global revivals will be telecast from this place right here. That's, that's why God has prepared us to get digital because the revival, it, it, it ain't going to be, you're not going to be able to fly in. See, we're looking for revival. Revival is already happening. The gospel is spreading rapidly across the world. People who never was going to church is finally watching church. Forget if they come to your church. Let's get them in the kingdom. The Bible says there's a time to weep and a time to laugh and a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time. Say there's a time. There's a time for everything. But what it's saying is not saying that there's a time to be constipated. No, 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 no. What it's telling you, there's going to be time in your life where you're going to grieve, but you, in the season of grieving, doesn't mean you can't have supernatural laughter, supernatural joy. The joy that he has given you is for every season, any kind of season, any time, any place. Is Canadian joy. There ain't no Canadian joy and American joy. There's just the joy of the Lord is my strength, no matter where I'm at. That's why our family can drop everything, and we ain't going back. Come here and still be in shock. What are we doing? Oh, another work permit. Okay, we're going to get that. And then slowly but surely. See, we focused on the work of the Lord. Oh, no, no. Oh, I need my PR. Oh, my God, I better not leave Canada because they might not let me back in. Oh, my God, dude, why we got to cancel them again? 
oh my God, this is so hard. No, no, no. He promised, he's proving, and he's protecting. It's not for me to know everything, but it's for me to trust the one who knows everything. He has not failed us, and we've had some tough, tough times here financially. We've had immigration challenges. Man, we have had tough times with our children and getting getting used and adjusting to things. Our move here has not been an easy move, but I tell you one thing. I how, how The challenges are way more than how my inner man is experiencing it. Some of the stuff we've been through, y'all would have packed up and moved back home and abandoned the mission. And if you abandon the mission, you abandon the people. But no, I don't care how hard it gets. Bring it on. God said it. I'm in this thing. Two feet in, two hands in, no boat, no plan B, no life jacket. I'm all in. It's all or nothing. It ain't no, let me get another plan in case the God plan don't work out. Your plan gonna fail before God's does. When, when is the right time to laugh? When is the right time to laugh? When's the life right? When's the life? Like, when, y'all messing me up. I'm looking at what y'all said. I'm like, when the, every time. When is the right time to laugh? Right now? Go ahead and have a laugh for a minute. Go ahead and have a laugh. Go ahead and have a laugh. Go and have a, have a laugh. You smile and laugh, buddy. Ha! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. See, you can pick up. It's just like praying in tongues. You can just pick it up. You don't got to wait to be hit by the Holy Ghost to pray in your heavenly prayer language. You don't got to wait for a comedy show or, or Netflix or to be tickled. I'm not talking about a tickle laugh. I'm talking about a knowing laugh. A count it all joy because I know what God is up to. I believe God laugh. I'm, I, don't, I don't feel good today, but I know I'm going to feel I, I know I'm going to feel good. I know healing is here. I know that, that, that on the other side of what I'm going through is victory. I am victorious and I got to laugh at me. Always. Always got to. Always something to laugh about. Always something to laugh about. You choose to stay mad. That's, you know how, how, how hard that is? It seemed easy to you because that's how you've been brought up. But it takes a long, it takes a, it takes a lot of effort to stay mad. And when you surrender to the Lord, the people you want to be mad at, you feel the Lord just like, go hug them. Go, 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 go sow with them. And you feel your flesh like, no. At you telling God no, and He like okay, just go stay mad, go and develop them ulcers. It's right now when under attack, I will laugh while standing on the word. I will laugh while standing on the word. You ever see somebody working out and they in pain and they running? And they want to quit, but they're not going to quit. Quitting is not an option. And you, sometimes you get in so much, you get in crazy zone. You're laughing. You, you ever see somebody get really mad? They laughing. Like scary, like Joker laughing. Like a scary laugh. No, see, it don't matter what you're going through. There's a laugh inside of you. There's a laugh inside of you. The laughter of God takes humility. Why? Because the Spirit of God will move upon you in a way where He's tickling your spirit. He, he reminds you of something funny. He will use someone to, to cry.
crack a joke or he will cause somebody that just looked funny to walk by you. Not for you to talk about them, just to have a little laugh. The laughter of God makes one vulnerable. The laughter of God makes one vulnerable because this laugh puts you out there. Sarah was real vulnerable. Mary was real vulnerable. She had to go tell Bob. She just popped up pregnant. She had a husband. Where would that come from? The laughter of God comes when it's nothing to laugh at. See, this laugh, you don't need nothing to laugh at. It's just, I can't can't believe this is happening again. God, I surrender all to you. The laughter of God is a sound of faith. The, The laughter of God is a sound. The laughter of God is a sound. When you when you see that, hear that joy piercing through somebody, that confidence, that when you see somebody you know going through something and they laughing, when you see somebody who have been through hell and back and they laughing, somebody, some single mom that raised five kids, some refugee that went through God knows what parents died at eight, you see a joy in them. Man, it's just something about that laugh that encourages somebody. And what the world needs right now is more laughter from authentic people. Key, authentic people. There's enough reality shows. There's enough fakeness. There's enough. There's enough. We need some authentic. Yes, I'm going through something, but baby, it's going to be okay. So my mama used to talk to me. Boy, get up. It's going to be okay, baby. It's going to be okay. I just remember, like, when she put she put me in them little old shorts and the, and the high T-shirt, though. The socks was longer than the shirt. And I'm in there crying with all kind of Vaseline on my face. I'm like, where are we going, Ma? Baby, it's going to be okay. She did. She did me wrong. I can't forgive that outfit. <laughs> The laughter of God is a sound of childishness. Now, 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 when I say childish, I'm not talking about immature. I'm talking about childlike faith. I'm talking about a child. There's this sound that says, I'm resting in your arms. There's this confidence in daddy going to take care of this. There's this confidence that vengeance is not mine. It is his. There's my, my grandma, my mom. You, you find the old saints used to rock like this. They ain't holding nothing but themselves. They just rock like this you see folks rocking and there's just this this i know we going through but there's it's gonna be okay you gotta have to you gotta learn how to laugh at persecution listen to me not laughing to be passive in the war laughing as fuel to help you fight because a lot of people laugh being passive I'm talking about laughing as fuel to fight. The laughter of God is the beginning of birthing. You you, 
you see, Sarah, she didn't know what she was getting into when she started laughing at what God said. But I believe when God brings a laugh in your life, guess what? It's time for breaking. It's time for breakthrough. There's, there's this anticipation that should be taking place in your soul. Let, let, let them say no to the movie script. Let them say no to the record deal. Let them say no to the dream job. Let them say, you, you can't walk away deflated. You, you have to laugh because you know one closed door is closer to the open door. Okay, I at least found out that one ain't for me. So on to the next one. Knock, knock, knock. Okay, I'm down two doors. I'm getting closer. It's just like every day a day is over, you're getting closer to eternal life with Jesus. So every time a door of opportunity closed, you're getting closer and closer. God has a way to open doors that no man can close, and he can close doors no man can open. Can I get a woo-woo? Amen. Psalm 30. I've learned that his anger lasts for what? A moment. His, his anger, this is not, you know, this is coming from a son who, who knows his father a little better than he did a few years ago. This is not, he's angry at you. He's not mad, God don't waste time, he's not just sitting there mad at you. This is saying, I've learned that seasons of drought, I've learned that Seasons of quiet, seasons that seem like there's nothing happening, seasons where I am having to turn around from the mess I've made, seasons of frustration, seasons of loss, seasons of abandonment, seasons of being hurt and having to pick myself back up. They only last for what? A moment. But his loving favor lasts for what? A lifetime. He never runs out of love and favor and mercy and grace. We, 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 we may weep through the night, but what happens? Say it's breakfast time. One translation says weeping may endure for a night, but what? Joy comes in the morning. But it says daybreak, it will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. See, this is supernatural right here. This is not, <laughs> no, no, no. This is ecstatic joy. This is David dancing out his clothes joy because of the goodness of God. Yeah. So if I, if I know it's going to turn, I might as well let the candles burn and celebrate a birth day. I'm, I'm going to help you understand what I'm saying. If I know, if I know in my soul things are going to turn around for sure. Why? Because he said so. I might as well let the candles burn. What does candles represent? It represents birthday. It represents celebration. But birthday, see, listen, there's always a birthday. We celebrate one day a year. But any, any, any day with Jesus is a birthday. You either giving birth or getting pregnant with something, hanging out with the Holy Spirit. What did he say? I've saved you that you may be what? Fruitful. Not just that you're fruitful, but that what? Fruitful remains. When you walk in Jesus, true sons and true daughters always celebrating a birthday. 
Why? Because daily I'm renewing my mind. Daily I'm getting closer with Jesus. Daily I'm getting more understanding of his heart, his mind. Daily. Say daily. Learn to enjoy the fruits of Jesus' labor. You don't got nothing to be joyful about. He didn't did a whole lot to be joyful about. Learn to enjoy the fruits of Jesus' labor. If you ain't happy being saved, be happy because your mama got saved or your neighbor got saved. Celebrate somebody else's salvation if you don't want to celebrate yours. Never get too familiar celebrating your salvation. Every day is labor day. Because there's a there's a soldier that died for us all, and whom the son set free is free indeed. Ain't it a shame that soldiers have went and died for countries for our freedom, but we really ain't that free. So we gonna bust down downtown until you change the laws instead of receiving what heaven has done and overcame the law. Walking in the justice that we've been given. Walking in the freedom that we have been given. Walking in the joy that someone died for us to walk in. Every day is Labor Day. Every day. It's, see, it, it, somebody who was addicted to drugs, every day celebrates sobriety. Every day counts. How many years have it been, Uncle Willie? So he's not just celebrating. See, 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 people who have come back from addiction is celebrating life. Like us who haven't had to deal with that, don't celebrate. Somebody who almost died celebrates every day. I, I man, I, I want to be, I want to walk in so much humility and gratitude that God, I don't ever have to be in a situation where I'm grateful for one more day. You have to choose to be grateful for one more day. And you can't do that complaining and worried about tomorrow. You've been given, Lord, give us this day our what? Daily bread. It's about this day. It's about today's bread. It's not about tomorrow. So, so hear me now, Lord. Show me your famous mercy. He said, show me, your, show me what you're working with. Show me your famous mercy. Oh, God, be my savior and rescue me. Be my savior and rescue me. Be my, I love how he's talking to God. Lord, show me your mercy. I'm not waiting on your mercy. I'm, I'm asking for it. I'm bidding for it. I am reaching for it. Show me your mercy. And it says, he says, then he broke through and transformed all my what? Wailing. I don't need to just sit here and complain when I have access to joy. Lord, Lord, help rain down. Give me joy. And I don't care if it comes to a TV show. I don't care if it comes to a friend. I don't care if what it comes through. But God will find a way to make you laugh, make you smile. said and transform all my wailing into a whirling dance no no, no. heard them sticks picked up i ain't ready to dance yet caleb calm down brother a whirling dance a, 
an ecstatic joy. Uh, I don't care if I'm 6'3", tall, black man, wife say I'm handsome. I don't care how, how skinny my jeans is and how cool my, my little outfit is. When I think of the goodness of God, I don't care what you think. This is where, this is where the fellas have a hard time. It's like really worshiping God, really. Well, I wasn't born in that type of culture. Let me tell you, black, black folk ain't the only people that's a part, have been a part of the Pentecostal movement. I don't know about here, but you go to the States, it's some, it's some Caucasian folks, some Asian folk act a fool. This has to do with the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us to dance. The Bible tells us to clap. The Bible tells us to shout. The Bible tells us to make a joyful noise. This ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with culture. This don't have nothing to do with culture. This, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with culture. This has everything to do with the, with the goodness of God. You can't get more excited over a UFC match. So you're more excited over somebody getting their brains beat out than you are the cross. Somebody getting beat for your sins to get out. You're more excited over Seattle Seahawks, the, 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 the Canucks. What the Canucks? What are you talking about? You're more excited over sports events and your birthday. And you are the goodness of God, man. The goodness of God. Of ecstatic praise. Some of y'all sitting here, you like, I know love, because they're going to they gonna make us exercise this scripture. They're going to ask us to twirl around. No, I'm not going to ask you to do nothing. Look, look. He said, <laughs> folks, folks nervous right now. He has torn the veil and lifted from me. He lifted from me the sad heaviness of what? Mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of gladness. He just wrapped me around with gladness. You ever see cars wrapped for promotion? Catch the, you better catch it. You, they have companies that will wrap your car. Bible said he wrapped you with gladness so when you walk down the street what should people see when you walk down the street people should see joy when you walk down the street people should see freedom when you walk down the street people should see faith when you walk down the street people should see what love when you walk down the street people should see what peace why he done wrapped you in his goodness in his gladness he has wrapped you he's traded your sorrow for joy He's turned my morning into dancing. Then, look, he didn't turn it into dancing after you came to church or after you put the drink down or after you put the weed down. He's turned it around. He turned it around while Willie was in the crack house. While Willie was in the crack house, the Lord wrapped him. Now, if you're aware of your rap or not, that's on you. But one day Willie woke up and he'd been wearing his wrap for 32 years. Yeah. 
how, 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 could I, how could I be silent when it's time to praise you? How, how, when, like we asked, when is it, when's the right time to laugh? Well, when's the right time to praise? How could I be silent when it's time to praise you? Now my heart sings out loud, what? Bursting with what? Joy. A, a, a bliss inside that keeps me what? Sing. You see, you see that inside. So the inside laughter may make you sing, it may make you cry, but there's something on the inside that is moving, that brings joy to me. I can never thank you enough. You see the heart of David, man. You see this heart. God, I can never thank you enough. And he asked this question, how could I be silent? You do know David, the Davidic worshiper, the Davidic, the, the, the tabernacle of David is the new model of worship. So if you want to know how to worship in 2020, study David. This humility, this ever-present gratitude. I sing because dot, dot, dot. I sing because dot, dot, dot. I sing because dot, dot, dot. It's not I sing because he did something for me. The old song says, I sing. I know, I know, I know. He left you. Michael left. And Michael's sitting in the back. Michael's sitting in the back. Amen. I sing because I'm free. His eyes is on the stairs. Yeah. Michael's still sitting back there. And, and I, I know, know he watches Amen, me. amen. Too late, Michael. Too late, Michael. The spirit that left. Amen. Amen. I thought you was an angel, an archangel, Michael. Amen. He played funeral music this morning, then he died in the second service. Amen. 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 We, we don't believe... Now, now, look, I wrote that part this morning. I wrote that part this, this morning. I wrote that part when I was studying. I had Michael in my mind. I was like, when I sing, Michael's going to hit it. It's going to be this amazing moment. Broke, broke my heart. Amen. In Jesus' name. <laughs> we, <laughs> don't do it, EJ. We don't believe in the what. We believe in the who. We, we don't believe in the what. We believe in the what. Who. One more time. We don't believe in the what. We believe in the who. God can do, and he is the who that can do the impossible. James 1 says, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see the difficulties as an opportunity, an invaluable opportunity. You can't miss out. You can't for you cannot afford to forfeit this difficulty. You can't see this difficulty as a defeat. This is an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can.
he, can you put up Hebrews? We're almost done, almost done. Almost, I'm not going to get through all this. Hebrews 12, 2. Put that up real quick. Anybody getting anything today? Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Who is the leader and the what? Source of our what? Faith, giving the first incentive for our what? Belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, 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 he for the joy of obtaining you. He for the joy of obtaining you. Endured the cross. He wasn't focused on the cross, he was focused on you. And the joy that it was brought to him seeing you saved one day helped him endure. Joy helped him endure. See, you can't focus on the cross, you have to focus on the resurrection. And the resurrection, you have to understand, you have to understand this, you have to understand this. Jesus focused on your salvation, which helped him endure the cross. He didn't want to go to the cross, but he says, man, but if I don't go, no one can go. And so he saw you. He didn't see me preaching. He kind of did, but he died when I was in the club. He, he saw the mistakes. He saw the insecurities. He saw daddy not being in the house. He saw the drug use. He saw the alcohol use. He saw the anger. He saw all of that and still chose to die. And the chance that I might be saved brought him joy. And that joy helped him endure the hardships. What are you focused on in hardship? Despising and ignoring the shame. That sounds like David's heart. I don't care if you laughing at me dancing. I got joy in my soul. And guess what? He's seated at the right hand. I'll give you a couple more and we'll close. A joyful, Proverbs 17, a joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. While you're waiting on the medicine, while you're waiting on whatever you're waiting on, the Bible says, a joyful heart, uh, next, next slide, please. A joyful heart brings healing to the body and the what? Soul. That's why hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's why the enemy wants to bring discouragement in your life. That's why he wants you sitting on your couch watching the news all day. Because you're not feeding your soul and you're not choosing joy. You don't wait for a cool event to have joy. You choose joy. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. Are you easily offended? Are you easily disappointed? You cannot be a champion easily disappointed. Do you faint easy? That's why complaining never helps you get to the prize. It actually weakens your spiritual immune system and your physical immune system. 
How you see things could bring physical sickness to you. How you complain, negativity, life and death is in the power of the what? Tongue, look. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. But those who have joy in their heart, it brings health to your... Well, that, that's why Love Quest will always be what it is. I'm not, I'm not going to rush joy so you can get out and get your, your roast out the oven. I'm not... No, no, no. We're going to make sure... We're we going to cry sometimes, but we're going to be a joyful place. We're going to create space for you to celebrate God. If you don't want to celebrate, if you're too cool, be cool then. But you got to understand what joy does. Ecstatic dancing. When I choose to dance, that's why some of the most joyful cultures, what do you see them always doing? Dancing, partying, celebrating. Then we get saved and we like... How we got the savior of the world and we some of the stalest people in the world. Mm -hmm. A happy heart is good medicine and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. John 16, until now, you've not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now, you can ask, here we go, and keep on asking, and you can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for. Listen, and your joy will have no limits. If you ask for more faith, he will give you opportunities to exercise and grow your faith. So if you ask for joy, he will give you opportunities to have joy. You just got to see him. Today is an opportunity for you to pick up joy and be refreshed and be renewed. But you're going to have to choose to clap. You're going to have to choose to dance. You got to choose to open your mouth. You're going to have to choose to allow. Look what he does. God's joy is to be picked up and accepted, not waited on. First Peter says you love him passionately, although you did not see him, but through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. Although you don't see him, you still have what? Joy. You pick it up. Love births joy. Joy births laughter. Laughter births healing. Healing births peace. And peace births power. Yeah, love births joy. What is the first fruit that comes out of the fruit of the Spirit? Love. It is joy. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is, let's, let's look at it real quick, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is what? Divine love in all its what? Varied expressions. And the first expression of love is what? Joy. You say you're in love with Jesus, but you struggle finding joy? You say you're spirit-filled, but you struggle having joy? You stay mad? You stay pouting? You stay angry? But you're in love with Jesus? How? The first expression, sign of love, the first expression when you're in love with your boo, let's just make it practical. When you finally get your boo thing, you take your pictures on social media. Guess what we see? Joy. 
finally found her. But before that person, all of a sudden, you're like, I don't have no purpose in my life. But when you are sprung, unsprung, come to get me. Hey, you know what I'm saying? t pang You understand. Certain people, places, and things bring you joy. You'll spend $5,000 to travel across the world for a week just to have a piece of blue water because you think what's going to come? Joy. So what, what we should immediately experience when we encounter Jesus is joy. The world will come to a church full of joy and celebration. Save now. We beseech you, O Lord. Send now what? Prosperity. What is prosperity? It's shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. You can't have be truly prosperous without having a lifestyle of joy. Forget the bank account. You ain't got no joy. Your soul ain't whole. It don't matter. O Lord, we beseech you and give you, give to us success. They went to God asking for what? Success. I laugh when I face adversity knowing success is the outcome because success is his will. You succeeding is God's perfect will. You can succeed and fail simultaneously if the L stands for learn. The greatest failure is not in the win or the loss. It's in you not learning from the challenge. Jordan had to lose a few times in order to know how to win. So he realized when he was playing the Detroit Pistons, the greatest thing was they were stronger. When he come to the hole, they was going to knock him on the ground. So guess what he did the whole summer? Get in the weight room. What are you willing to do to adjust to the challenge? Because the Detroit Pistons ain't going nowhere. Tom Brady ain't going nowhere. And the devil ain't going nowhere. What are you willing to do to adjust? Failure is a test designed for success. I think there's a psalm on there after James. Worship team, come on up. I can't wait till tonight to talk to you about, we're going to dive into the Holy Spirit. Man, it's going to be so good. It's after James 1, I believe. Psalm 126, there we go. When the Lord brought back the captives, when the Lord got you out of bondage. When the Lord brought back the captives who returned to Zion, we were like those who dream it seems so unreal. Sarah, Ezekiel, Mary, Mary. You can go down the list. Abraham, the children of Israel going across the Red Sea. The Lord majors in the unreal. you to see this verse 2 then were our mouths 
filled with laughter. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Their mouths were filled with laughter. And our tongues with what? Singing. Y'all singing this song? What's this song? What's this song? Did good, okay. Then were our mouths filled with what? Laughter. Not singing. <laughs> and our tongues with what? Singing. Then they said among the nations, the people that witnessed their laughter, the people that witnessed their joy, they testified about your joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Man, watch out. They are blessed people. Are people testifying about your contagious joy? What do people know you as? Today, I'm making a declaration that people know you from your joy. I hope they know you for your joy more than they know about your pain. More than they know about what you're going through. More than they know about your failures. I hope they know how to have joy when they come around you. I hope, I hope we have some joy, some people right now that will choose joy instead of whatever you about to walk out those doors and face, whatever Monday going to bring you, whatever Tuesday. No, 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 no. Don't be passive. Don't ignore that you have challenges, but we're going to laugh through the challenges. We're going to lift up laughter, lift up joy as a weapon in our weaponry. I have joy. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. The joy of the Lord is in this place. Choose to sing. He is putting singing. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. He is putting singing on your lips. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.